Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back. Hour number two of the huddle. Dave Schwartz, Pete Nigerian, and Josh Wheeler in for Charlie today. Uh, we, we touched a little bit about this in the first hour, but I kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper. The Timberwolves taking on the Pelicans today. Uh, they, the Timberwolves could be either the eighth or ninth seed, so it, I believe if I'm understanding this correctly, they could play either one game or two. They could end up playing, uh, having to only win one game or having to win two games to get into the postseason uh, with a win or a loss. So, so they face the Pelicans today. Um, I, I got to be honest, this kind of snuck a little bit up on me because the Wolves have been playing decently well uh, the last few, the last week or so here of the season. And I kind of love this, Pete. I, I kind of love the fact that it comes down to the final game of the season, mm-hmm. fi- you know, in, in terms of seeding and, and positioning. They're in the postseason. But I kind of mm-hmm. like that it's coming down to this. It, it's fun to see this team kind of coming together and and giving us uh, a, a real reason on a beautiful day, an absolutely gorgeous day, a reason to say, you know what, I, I kind of want to be close to the TV because I just want to see how this game goes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and it's it we get the opportunity. You you mentioned this earlier in the show, but we get the opportunity to see the Timberwolves that we wanted to see at the beginning of the season that we didn't see because Big Cat got hurt so easy and missed so so early rather, and missed so many games and. You know, we've got some guys banged up a little bit, but overall we at least have the guys that we really wanted on the court are now back. Anthony Edwards is there, Rudy Gobert is there, and then you've got Big Cat is there, and then, you know, the the rest of the cast. But those big three, everybody wants to have the big three. Well, the Timberwolves have got their big three now, and when they get together, I think the opportunity will be there for them as they're slowly trying to gel at this point in time. But I think the reality is this. You look at their record, they're 40 and 40. You look, or, Well, now they're 41 and 40. But mm-hmm. the last 10 games, they're 5 and 5. This is a 500 team that really might be a little bit better, maybe a lot better than a 500 team, I think, with the players all together if they can gel fast enough. And with, with our big three, I think that there's a lot of different teams that we can go up against and, and get them pretty worried in a hurry. And it's just a matter of, if we can stay healthy and if we can keep, you know, enough guys out there to be in part of the rotation as well. And that's why I say Nas Reed is such a, you know, a, a critical part that unfortunately we did lose because of surgery mm-hmm. because he gave, he gave a breather to the big guys, right? I mean, he, he would get in there. He did, he did very well himself, but you know, he was one of these guys that, you know, he's the backup guy, but he did become essentially a starter and he's putting in 20 minutes every single night, you know, and, and doing a, a great job for the for the Timberwolves. But 
the reality is we've got the big guys back, and now, unfortunately, without Nas, that does make it a little bit more difficult. But I think this is a team that if you're one of the one of the other teams that have got to look at the Timberwolves, you probably have a little bit of fear because we maybe are starting to come together. We'll we'll see if that actually lasts um, as long as I'd like it to. Yeah. But it's, it's fun to watch this team because of who they are, how they do it, and and as I've said all year long. Anthony Edwards is a superstar that people should take advantage of because he's playing in Minnesota. Yeah, he, he and he's he's been great. So they they face the Pelicans today. As it stands at this moment, they would be the ninth seed facing Oklahoma City in the first round of that play-in tournament. Um, uh-huh. If they win, they would play again. If they lose, they're done. If they get as high as the eighth seed, which is what the Pelicans are right now because they have forty-two wins. Uh, to the Timberwolves' is, uh, 41. They could get the eight seed, play the Lakers, if the Lakers stay where they are, and then they would have, have two games uh, to find their way in. And and likely, if they if they get out of that for their efforts, they get Denver. Denver's so has played so well this year. They're 52 and 29. Just yeah. just incredible. So, uh, you know what? It, it's I agree with you. The team's coming together. Um, is this the fight? You know, I... I read an article a couple maybe it was last week or the week before about how this this could maybe be if if Carl Anthony Towns wants out you know is he going to be out the mm-hmm. summer season I don't know I mean it, this is just kind of magical a little bit but I think um, the lineup where it is and and I like we, we've played well again they've played well against Oklahoma City uh, they mm-hmm. hopefully will play well against the Pelicans today if you know if they get past today and they get a nice win and they move up you just kind of don't you don't really know what's going to happen because. As we talked about last hour, we haven't had all these players together at this point for a lot of games this season, and they're mm-hmm. finally there. And I remember back at the yeah. beginning of the season, we were talking about this: when's the gelling going to happen? When's it going to happen? And we kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and now they're gelling, and so now it's it's actually working, and and they look like a team that could make you know some waves. I don't think they'll, you know, I'm not thinking that they're going to get past Denver if they. In a seven in a five game series, five or seven games that first playoff no. round, but um, but you know what? You just kind of see where you go from there. Mm-hmm. They can scare some teams. There's no doubt. I, th- I think when you look at the talent level, I think they can scare some teams. But let's be honest. I, Denver's been great all year. They've been consistently the, the lead dog, so to speak. And yeah, you know what? They they've gotten themselves into a couple spots where I think you know they're resting guys. They're doing all the load management and all those other kind Your of favorite. Things. <laughs> that all these teams tend to do, and I am not a big fan, as you know. But, but um, you know, their record would e- would be even better if that wasn't the case. So uh, I think they are legit. I think they're one of the one of the teams in the NBA. But you know what, Minnesota could steal, steal a game or two. Uh, that that is something I'm very confident of because I really do like our big three, and I like I like the way the other guys piece together to get in there with them. But I'll tell you what, Anthony Edwards, he he rebounds, he's unselfish, he's going to give you 36 minutes a night, every single night. It's just who he is. So with that being, you know, the centerpiece for me, and then looking at Rudy to do the job that he does, rebounding and being there, and he can score once in a while if he's have to, but, you know, just doing what he's able to do. Um, if Cat's healthy, the, we are a pretty – we're a team that could make – somebody even denver just at least we could share, uh, maybe scare them a little <laughs> i don't think yeah. we win but i think we could scare them for sure we could we could so again uh that game this afternoon 
the Timberwolves and the Pelicans. I believe that's a one thirty start um, at Target Center. The Lakers uh, also a factor one thirty again hosting the Jazz today, and I believe. That is what we care about most. It's those two games because I don't think Oklahoma City. Uh, oh, they, no, the, sorry, the the Thunder faced the Grizzlies today. So say, and they're all one thirty games. So lots of um, lots of interesting and and relevant basketball here uh, on the final day of the season before we hit the postseason. So uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll re- get, we'll, we'll we'll gather ourselves here a little bit, get back uh, on time as well. And Sam Ekstrom, who is the Gopher men's hockey play-by-play voice for Bally Sports North, is going to join us uh, on the other side of the break. We'll talk about what happened uh, in the Gopher game yesterday. Of course, they lost to Quinnipiac 3-2 in overtime. I would like to know – I have a couple questions I'm really curious about from his standpoint. One, I want to know what he thought of that penalty in the third period, Uh, uh, the one that was on Chris Cooley, the high stick, that that put them – uh, at a at a deficit, and then eventually got them to the six on four, which led them to the uh, Quinnipiac to the tying goal. I'd also like to find out and, and get an idea from him as to where he think Brock Faber will um, kind of fit into this wild lineup. What his strengths are, what Wild fans can expect. Uh, Brock Faber, by the way, uh, just read is going to make the trip to Chicago, and conceivably, I would think he'll. Uh, likely be it. Maybe he'll be in the lineup against the Blackhawks on Monday night in the United Center. Welcome to the league. That's your first game. Uh, should be a fun <laughs> one. So, uh, Sam will join us next. We'll talk a little more go for hockey on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Huddle on 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the Huddle. Go for men's hockey team loses a heartbreaker last night in the national championship game 3 2 against Quinnipiac. Sam Ekstrom is the voice of the go for men's hockey team for. Uh, Valley Sports North. Sam, uh, joining us this morning on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Great to have you with us. Thank you for joining us this morning. I imagine, uh, like the rest of us, you sat there at the game, watching the game, and again this morning with your jaw dropped in complete and utter shock uh, that this happened, that they lost this game because it seemed so much like this was just kind of a foregone conclusion for this team, that they would have won. Yeah, the way they played against Boston, uh, you felt like they were going to come in here and do more of the same. And then to take a 2 nothing lead, it just makes it hurt all the more. I actually felt like heading into overtime, I liked their chances with the talent they have. They would muster just one final push to get that, that winning goal. But for it to end 10 seconds into overtime, you didn't really have any time for that talent to take hold. Quinnipiac just had a perfect set play out of the opening faceoff, and they won it. Uh, so really devastating for, for Gopher fans. Uh, 20 years they've had to wait, and they've been in in this position and close to this position a lot of times, and to come up empty again with really a magical team and, and a, a group that you may not have again for a while, that's, that's a gut punch. That's really disappointing. Yeah, Sam, I saw you tweeting about the, the Boston University game, and, and you talked about the passing being great and the spacing and the energy. And the one thing that I was curious about was this, and I, you know, I don't ever pretend to be the biggest hockey guy in the world who understands everything about it, but it seemed like Quinnipiac had an approach that didn't allow us to be the same team that we were against Boston University. The way they, the way they were moving the puck around, and they seemed to always be in our end of the, of the, of the, uh, of the rink inside the blue line. And we, we just didn't seem to be able to get that puck out of there very often. And it just seemed like the second, about the second period and third period, 
it just got a little bit worse and a little bit worse. Was there something different that they were doing? Did they did they change something up during the game that caused that to be uh, a much more difficult game for us in the in the second third period? Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you this about Quinnipiac. Just as a program, they have kind of made their name with defense and goaltending, and and they have been a defensive power for several years now. Uh, they hold teams, you know, under two goals a game regularly. And that, that's been year in and year out. And I think when you're playing a team like Quinnipiac, where you have very little time to scout, you don't have a lot of common game tape. You don't see them a lot during the year against the teams you're playing. So it, it is a fairly new team. Like, if they played Michigan in the championship, they would have had the book on Michigan. They would have known everything mm-hmm. about them. And, and in some ways, that's maybe an easier scout. It's a good, it's quality, talented team. But you know who you're playing. Quinnipiac, you don't really know who you're playing, so it's a quick turnaround. you got to figure out your game plan. And I, I'm just not sure they figured out what Quinnipiac was doing early enough, and it seemed like the, they were playing Quinnipiac's game for most of the last two periods. Josh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Did we lose Sam? No, he still should be still on there. Let me, let okay, me, uh, sorry. Let me I thought, <laughs> okay, no problem. I, I couldn't hear him. I thought he dropped out. Sam, do we still have you? Yeah, you do. Do you have me? I have you. Sorry about that. It was my headphones. My apologies. <laughs> Sam Ekstrom joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. This, this is morning. radio. Seamlessly, seamlessly going right in. Live radio. Live radio. Seamlessly going into uh, our next chat. Hey, uh, Sam, Brock Faber signs with the Wild this morning. Not a huge surprise. Uh, two questions for you. One, what, do, what does he bring uh, to this lineup for, for Wild fans that maybe haven't been watching him the past few years and his game as a defenseman. And, and two, do you feel or do you know whether this is the first of a number of guys to sign? And I'm, I'm thinking of Nyes, Cooley, maybe Jimmy Snugger. Do you, do you feel like with him signed, more of these guys will go now or will they come back and, and play another year? Yeah, so Faber was kind of a done deal. We knew that one was coming. I think Jackson Lacombe will join him. I think he'll go play for the the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I think Matthew Nyes will go to the Leafs. I think that Cooley, that's interesting. That's an interesting one because, you know, you're joining the Coyotes, and that's not exactly a a pillar of an NHL organization, but I, (laughs) I get the feeling Cooley is ready and that they want him. So I think that Cooley can go, and I think he's better than 50% chance to go. Snuggerud, there's been at least one report that that the Blues intend to have him come back to Minnesota. So I I would expect Snuggerud back, but I think you lose two-thirds of that top line uh, with Nyes and Cooley, and I think you lose your top two defensemen in Lacombe and Faber. So it's going to be a bit of a new-look Gophers team. Uh, they've got a ton of talent coming in, though, and they've got some, I think, talented freshmen from this year that will step up into bigger roles. So the, the cupboard is still loaded, guys, mm-hmm. but you are going to lose some of those familiar stars that people really came to know and love this year. Sam, what about what about Brock Faber? I mean, what, what does he bring to this wild lineup, the way he plays? Uh, he's big. He's fast. He's so incredibly smart on the ice. Uh, my goodness. But it, what what does he bring, and how do you see his game translating to the NHL? Yeah, and I apologize. You did ask that before. That's okay. I'll always Um, ask again. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good to know. Faber is, you know, Ryan Suter had the quality uh, a while back where he just knew exactly where to be on the ice. Um, And Wild fans just became very, you know, comfortable in where they could rely on him. He's going to make the play. 
just because of his, his intelligence, his instincts, and, and Brock Faber is that kind of player uh, who just knows the, the spots on the ice to be, and he's got really quick reflexes. He's got a quick stick. Um, I, I think that Faber is really going to be beloved by these Minnesota Wild fans. He's not necessarily an offensive juggernaut, but he's going to be uh, kind of a stopper uh, who's unbelievable inside the blue line. I think boy, Wild fans are really going to like him, and I thought he took a whole new step this year. Hey, Sam, real quick, I was going to ask you about uh, Coach Motzko because he had mentioned the, the lack of adversity uh, th- this past year. They, the, the guys were – they just had a, a magical season and all of the rest of it, but sometimes adversity can be a good thing. And because they maybe lacked it, maybe that was part of the problems as they were getting deeper and deeper into this game with – with Quinnipiac, do you, do you feel that way? Because he, he, he said we had no hiccups, we have great leadership, and we didn't have to face adversity. Those are some of the quotes that he had after the game. It made me think that, that maybe sometimes it is a good thing to be in that position where you've got to struggle kind of somewhere during the season so that when you get to the postseason, you, you've been there and done that. You know, I actually disagree with that statement by Motzko. Um, I think they had plenty of adversity. I thought they had a stretch out of the holiday break where they were really scuffling offensively. They were in battles all season. They were in battles, you know, in those non-conference games with North Dakota and Minnesota State Mankato and St. Cloud State and Michigan. I mean, it's not like they just, you know, ran through everybody. They had to battle all year. They had I, they lost nine games. They had plenty of hiccups throughout the year. And and, guys, they, they were in a battle every third period in this NCAA tournament. It just so happened that they outscored the first three opponents 12 nothing in the third period, and they weren't able to win the third last night. But I would disagree that they didn't have adversity. I felt like they, they had it, they worked through it, um, and they, it didn't always come super easily to this team. I, I, so I actually disagree with those quotes. Sam, give us some hope this morning. The Frozen Four is back in St. Paul next year. Will this Gopher team, or whatever iteration of it is left and restocked for next year, be back at the Frozen Four in St. Paul? It's hard to believe that they'll take a a massive step back to where they would be out of the NCAA tournament. So uh, I think they've got every chance in the world. Uh, You're going to bring back, and we don't know all of who comes back because of Mm -hmm. of COVID years and, you know, guys potentially starting their pro careers. And the transfer portal is always a factor, so you have to take that all into account. But uh, I I can't imagine that this team uh, falls too far off. You might have some of those early season growing pains when you don't have someone like Nyes who can kind of steady the ship with that top line. But I do think they'll they'll see a lot of goal scorers step up. They they might have really good depth still. Uh, the Big Ten guys is tough. Uh, it, they showed it this year. Maybe Wisconsin with Hastings can start their rebuild. But Penn State is always a, a tough opponent. Uh, Michigan certainly, depending on who they bring back, they're going to be tough. Michigan State has been on the rise. So the conference, I think, is, is on the up and up. The arrow is pointing in the right direction. But I still like their chances to, to win the Big Ten next year, and I think they'll be right in the mix again. And that's the one consolation is that when you lose a championship and you're a Gopher fan, this is a blue blood. This is like Duke in basketball or Kentucky. You know, you know you're probably going to have another chance down the road. So that's what they'll have to do next year and, and shake this off. And those returning guys can use it as fuel. Sam, more importantly, looking out into the future, I I told Dave last week I'm looking forward to going in 2026 to Las Vegas. So hopefully the three of us will get out there for that one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that's oh. awesome. I'll meet you there. <laughs> it's been too long. It's been too long for a Gopher Hockey Championship in this town. Certainly thought uh, last night was it. But, it, you know, it was an entertaining game, certainly an entertaining uh, tournament, an NCAA tournament for the Gopher Men's Hockey Team, and just a great year. They were a lot of fun to watch. Sam Ekstrom, TV, play-by-play voice for the Gopher Hockey Team. Thanks for joining us this morning, man. Good to chat with you. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate the time. Oh, thanks, man. There he goes, and there goes the uh, the Gopher hockey season. Um, mm. Fun one. I, I, hard to believe that it's been so long, but uh, with the Frozen Four here next year, sure would be a lot of fun to see uh, the Gopher hockey team get back in and maybe even win it there in uh, in St. Paul. We'll take a mm-hmm. quick break. Come back. You're listening to the Huddle on 830 WCCO. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the huddle. 1137 on this Sunday morning. Guest free the rest of the way. If you want to join the conversation, please do on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, 651 461 9226. I do that from memory now, by the way. I just know it. It's right in my head. Um, good, interesting text into the text line this morning. Gophers played period three not to lose rather than attacking to win. In my humble opinion, as the kids say, I M H O, Pete, I don't know if you, it's in my humble opinion. Uh, that's what the, that's what the kids call it. Uh, and I, you know, we've talked about that. I, I don't necessarily disagree. I think it was a bit more of a, of a prevent defense, but. Uh, nonetheless, tough loss, turning the page. Have you watched any of the Masters <clears throat> this weekend? Uh, it, it has certainly been interesting. I, I love I love the Masters. It, I'm not like a golf nut, but the Masters always just kind of means something to me. I just think that the history that's there, the course is beautiful. I love the fact that this morning they're all in hats and long sleeve shirts and like gloves, and it's 60. <laughs> And in Minnesota, it's 60, and we got tank tops on. But Sure, um, tank tops, flip-flops. <laughs> right? I mean, like, this is this is summer weather. I think at the end of the round, I, I don't have my leaderboard up, but I was watching. I found myself watching a lot of Sam Bennett, especially uh, in, in round three. He's an amateur playing with Brooks Kepka and John Rahm. He's been a lot of fun to watch. I, I actually love that, th- that the PGA does this where – 
if an amateur wins, um, and I forget the tournament that he won to earn his earn his shot into the Masters, but he gets a, you know you get a chance to go play the Masters, right? Which is just awesome. I, I love that. He's been a lot of fun. Kepka looks really good so far. Uh, have you watched Pete? Have you been have you been keeping your eye on the Masters at all? Yeah, when the storms don't come through, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been an absolutely amazing thing, right? With the wind and 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 just the incredible amount of trees that came down and all that type of thing that that obviously had to push this thing back a little bit with the rain and the wind. But I'll tell you, there's there's two big storylines I think, which is the the Tiger storyline, but also the Sam yeah. Bennett. Like to your point, I mean, you've got this 23 year old kid. Who, who who seems to be not intimidated in the least. And I think yeah. I think sometimes it's it's a good thing because he doesn't know why he'd be intimidated. So he's not. You know, sometimes being naive is a good thing. And you know, watching him out there, he gets frustrated like anybody does, but it's been it's been really fun to your point. I mean, here's this twenty three year old kid who's who's out there playing and he's in the top 10. He's, <laughs> yeah. I think last I saw he was tied for seventh or something like that, but I think, I think it's great. And, you know, how about the question they asked of Dave? They said, well, what do you think you'll be doing? I mean, you know, we're not going to be playing golf. You know, what are you going to do? He says, well, I don't know. I might go coll- party it up with a couple of my college friends or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the honesty and then, and his, his being naive to things is just phenomenal. And it's probably yeah. to his, you know, probably a, a favor to him. Yeah. Actually. It gives him an advantage to some degree. So I, I love that. But uh, what, what do you think about tiger and where he is now as the yeah. golfer tiger now versus who he was, five, six years ago where he was just so dominant and now here he is struggling with injuries and everything else. I guess I just didn't under, I I don't understand. And and I've never been an elite athlete. Let's be honest ever. I've never even been close to an elite athlete. So, but this is a common thing, right? That players Mm -hmm. who are very, very good, great in the game will often go past where they need to be. And I, and I kind of wonder to myself, why? Why is Tiger still going? Why? You know, why? Why is he still trying to to do this? Um, mm-hmm. And and we've seen you know, listen, many many times. Brett Favre is the one that everyone thinks about the player. You know, you go too far, and it's you, you needed to just walk away. But in, in every sport, they've had them right. And I thought, well, why are you still trying this? And then I saw Fred Couples is still there, who's granted not <laughs> Tiger Woods, but he's much older. So you know, maybe golf is just that sport. It is interesting to me that that he does keep trying to to run at something that doesn't seem to be there anymore, and, and that is that Tiger's body's breaking down. You know, and, and that's mm-hmm. whether that's because of age, whether that's because of some of the accidents he's had. But this, uh, you know, this this chase for getting back in again, um, it it's just, I guess to me it's kind of sad because I was I was asking my I was watching the Masters a little bit with my son yesterday. And and he said, "Well, what's the big deal about Tiger Woods?" I said, "You don't understand. Before Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. golf was not that exciting. Golf was yeah. not as big of a game as it is right now. And and when he came on in in his early twenties, and the long shots and the swagger and the Tiger Red and the you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to chase down five guys and I don't really care. You you know, you talk about Sam Bennett." Who who doesn't really the moment doesn't seem too big for him the moment never seemed too big for Tiger, and and he was always so good, and 
this is explaining to him that this guy who's who's now w- withdrawn because he's got plantar fasciitis. Anyone who's have dealt with that, I have. It's incredibly painful. Mm-hmm. And the idea of trying to walk what thirty six holes of golf on the final mm-hmm. day. I mean, twenty nine. I think it was twenty nine. He had to do was it, that's ridiculous. You can't do it. So I understand why he withdrew. But it's kind of sad to me because it, you know I was it, it, we I grew up around Tiger Woods and what he did for the game of golf and this is mm-hmm. this is nothing about his personal life I'm not going to get into that but certainly mm-hmm. what Tiger did for the game of golf he made it a must watch and so I think I'm sure the networks love when he says he's still in even if it's just one or two tournaments a year because people watch for him still Oh absolutely he is such a huge draw and we know I mean it, People, if you ask people what names are in golf, whether or not Tiger's in the game, in that mm-hmm. particular match or not, he, he's the name that they know. And and there are other names, obviously, as well. But Tiger Woods is just is just the name. And the fact that he had to withdraw the guy, it's pretty impressive. Twenty three straight where he's made the cut at the Masters is a pretty amazing number, and it just shows you that he's had great longevity at the high end of golf, but. It is a little bit sad. Like, I was watching a little bit uh, before they had to stop play, and, and he just looked a little different. He looked a little bit older. I mean, not that we don't all do that. Cause you, right. <laughs> you and yeah. I, specifically me. Um, Amen, brother. I, I, certainly, I, I certainly see it in myself as well. But, you know, you see Tiger, and you've got all these memories, and, and then you're seeing him now where he's struggling, and he's got the injuries, and he's got a lot. His body is breaking down, to your point. And, and, and I think a little bit faster than some of the previous golfers, and a lot of it has to do with something that people said at the very beginning of his career. They said, wow, the torque that this guy puts yep. on his body when he's, you know, swinging – is incredible and at some point it's going to be kind of tough you know it's going to be rough on his back and I think Tiger's answer was well I'll just continue to work out I'll continue to do all of the things that I do to keep my body as in great a shape as I can but it's just who he is and it is starting to break down and you can see it and now obviously with the with the car accidents and everything else and now with this foot um, it's just it becomes brutal and you just wonder at what point does he kind of walk away? And I, I don't know that he's there even close to being there yet, but mm. it's one of those things where we all do wonder, right? I mean, because he's still the face of golf. Uh, it, it's great to see other names come in there here and there, but they yeah. don't have the swagger. They don't, I mean, let's be honest. They don't, they don't have the red shirt no. on, on Sundays and nope. all the rest of the things that, that we all have gotten used to with Tiger. So I wonder, does does the sport kind of take a few steps back to where it once was when Tiger is less and less and less in that top group? And I think the answer is probably yes. I remember watching him in the in the warm-up rounds of the 09 PGA Championship that was at Hazeltine. And yep. standing, you know, <laughs> even for the warm-up rounds, the galleries were, were ridiculous. And watching him, and I don't know all the holes at Hazeltine other than the fact that they're all impossible for the average golfer, and I'm below average. But watching him tee it up and just – and you're right. The torque he got, the way he twisted his body, and he would just launch it. I mean, it was just it, – it was incredible to watch him play. Um, and, and, yeah, he's he's not where he used to be. We know that. We, we, we certainly um, – but but I would argue that still, even where he is, he's anytime he's out there, he's oh. must see TV. Everybody wants to watch him. So, uh, two thirty three today. I think that's Eastern time. So I'll say that's one thirty three uh, is the tee off for the final round of the Masters. Brooks Kepka is going to play with John Rahm. 
Victor Hovland and Patrick Cantlay, Hideki Matsuyama, Russell Henley, and then at 205 is Colin Morikawa and Sam Bennett. Uh, it should be a fun day. A lot of good TV on this afternoon, a lot of good games on this afternoon, including the Masters. So um, it should be fun to watch this final day. I, I got to say, uh, if I'm doing a coin flip right now between Kepka and Rom, I think Kepka uh, is playing better down the stretch. But we'll see how it goes this final day. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back as we get you ready for the Twins this afternoon. We'll talk a little Twins baseball coming up next on the huddle. Welcome back to the huddle. We're taking you up here to the top of the hour. Inside Twins coming up after us here on WCCO Radio. Then pregame after that. Then the Twins play the Astros. at uh, It's a 110 first pitch. Tyler Maley goes for the Twins. Hunter Brown for the Astros. The Twins, by the way, 6-2 and two to start the season. 2-0 and oh at home. We talked a little bit about this in the first hour. Pitchers are considerably uh, doing fantastic. The team's rotation is a 1.12 ERA, which is the best in the majors. Listen, I know it's the first week of, uh, of the season, or maybe two, but let's just take this, okay? I, I, we, our, our prediction, Pete, of 162-0 is a little off now. So now it's, you know, so now it's 160-2 instead, which is still attainable. But I don't remember a time, even at the beginning of a season in the past couple of years, and maybe you or uh, Josh or even our listeners remember differently, I don't remember a time when we had even close to the best rotation in baseball at any point in any season in the last five to six years. Yeah. Yeah, it's impressive. And, and you know, we, we were so lucky to get Pablo on last week, Lopez. Um, he's done a great job early on. It's Still early, obviously, as we're only yeah. six and two, and we, we've got a you know well about a hundred and sixty game. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> we got a lot to play still, but we're almost there. We've got a few, but you know, it's a combination of two great things right now, which you know, oftentimes you don't see. But I really do like what we're doing with the bats. I think this Joey Gallo, who, who's big enough yeah. to play linebacker for the Vikings as well. By the <laughs> way, I mean he, he is a hoss and a half. I mean, he's got three home runs. So he's, he's doing things pretty well. And, you know, if you look at his career, he's really uh, a guy who's done a great job of doing exactly what he's doing for us right now, which is getting some runs and getting some home runs. But um, what do you think of Farmer and Buxton and some of these guys, you know, with, Buxton's been around for a while, but he yep. seems to be pretty hot early and, and, and Farmer who's newer part of that Cincinnati trade. Yep. Um, I just feel like we've got some pretty good bets. Uh, Correa's struggling. But uh, outside of that, it seems like we're putting up some runs, and that's that's what we're looking for, and it's it makes it exciting. We're pitching well, but we've also got the, the other side of it with, with the hits. Yeah, and I'd throw Trevor Larnick in there as well, who, who will play today. I believe he's going to be in the lineup uh, instead of Joey Galilee to start the game. He's hitting three fifty five now. You know, the thing with Buxton for me, Pete, is is I love the way he plays. I mean, he's he's fast. Uh, he can hit. He can beat a third base before you even blink. He's mm-hmm. got to stay healthy. He he, he yeah. just. I have to still see the season for him, which, and I get it. He's always said it. He's gonna play hard all the time. That's always that's mm-hmm. the way he plays. He is going to give it everything he has, and he is going to run into walls to try mm-hmm. you know to to try to get to get it done. But here's my problem: ninety two games last year. 61 games mm-hmm. the year before, 39 years games the year before that, 87, 28 games before that. 
Ugh. He he has to be smarter, and and he's not a young kid anymore. No, he's twenty nine years old. He's almost thirty. Mm-hmm. And and you get on the down, you know, you get to that big three zero, which he'll turn it, you know, not until next season. You know, you you can't play like that anymore. You have to learn when to give up and play the bounce off the wall or or you know whatever have you. I mm-hmm. think if he stays healthy and and plays like he has and he's he's just a phenomenal baseball player, the 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 pieces that have been added, Joey Gallo, I agree, has been is, has been really great. Um, mm-hmm. a Correa Correa's a pro. You know, I think at some point here he'll. He'll turn it around. Jose Miranda has done a, a pretty decent job here uh, this season. So mm-hmm. I, I think to me it's going to be healthy and it's going to be how like it always is. It's a 162 yeah. game season. It's it's a, it's keeping everybody healthy, keeping your best players playing the best. But if you can have pitching and get mm-hmm. some timely hitting, this team can be better than what we've seen in the years past. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. And I'll tell you what, you're so right on Byron Buxton because his talent is is unbelievable it's just a matter of he's got to stay healthy and he's got to do the smart thing he's got to avoid running into the wall and all the rest of the things that that have happened over the years that have slowed him down because if he can get in a full year or something close to that that would be amazing because i'd love to see what he really can put up numbers wise if he can stay healthy he just somehow they've just got to convince him that it's great to be aggressive, but you got to understand the situation of whether it's worth it or not. And if he can do that, the twins really do have a shot at being something pretty fun. I don't know if yep. they can win 160, but they can do something pretty good. Well, listen, they have a chance to sweep the Astros today in a three-game series. Astros are a very, very, very good baseball team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know yeah. how good they can be. Even if it's early, you get a sweep against them. That's a nice way to start the season. Twins right now. Sit at six and two. Inside Twins is coming up next. We will see you all next week on The Huddle. Have a great Sunday, everybody. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.